All right, mic check, mic check. More than Masters podcast, your host, main of course. I got a special guest across from me, man. I got, before I even say his name, I got <clears throat> Comedian of the Year. Comedian of Cedric in the building. How you doing, man? Man, what's going on, man? I'm just happy to be here, bro. Happy How you been, be man? How, how's it feel? You know what, man? Honestly, I was like, uh, at first I was like, I win, I win. If I don't, I don't. But yeah, I had like a little moment, man. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, I had that that hot tear in my right eye, <laughs> and, and you know, it was uh, it was kind of an emotional moment, man. I mean, just to be appreciated is a good feeling. And uh, shout out to Jay Paul, uh, who put the IHAs together. Definitely. Shout out to everybody that voted. They had a nice uh, turnout. Uh, nominees. Uh, he had honorees there too. That he honored for different things, man. So it was just a, a great moment uh, for the city. I was just happy to be a part of it, man. Yeah, definitely. I want to um, piggyback on that. Shout out to uh, Jay Paul, man. Like he, he's in the podcast earlier this year, and I felt like a lot of people was like, "Who's that? Who's that?" I told him he's so much behind the scenes sometimes mm-hmm. that he don't be seen. I like to see that he's going interviews now. He's getting his just due. I did yeah. feel like when he announced his, his IHA award and it first came out. And then, you know, at the time, they had uh, the other award show that was coming out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a lot of flack for it because I think the timing of it, people thought he was biting something that he yeah. had already been doing yeah. for a long time yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know? And, and I mean, uh, it's, it's two two different. Shout out to both of them, man. You know what Definitely. I'm saying? I, I rock with Jamie and I rock with Jay Paul, man. They just happen to be... Anytime you do something similar in the same city, people are going to always look to, you know what I'm saying, call some... Some strife or something, man. I have something to 100%. say about it. But 100%. Let, let them talk, man. 100%. I mean, they're going to have something to talk about regardless. Whether they talking about you or they talking about something else. Definitely, man. So, man. Uh, as it pertains to you, though, uh, uh, one thing I will say, like, I watch. I watch. That's one thing I do. I'm an observing person. I observe all the time. So you'll notice when I'm talking to you today, you're going to be like, damn, he watched me. He remember that? Yeah, I remember everything. And one thing about it, I can say is, like, I'm, I was happy that you won the award because I do know that even though you're decorated, you know, especially in the city, you're decorated, and, you know, you, you, you're a big dog in the state in general, even in Columbia. So I've, I've watched you for a while to know that you mean something in so many areas when mm-hmm. it pertains to comedy. I do know that uh, getting acknowledged, it does help because it, it, it makes you feel like, okay, well, I ain't doing it for nothing. Oh, yeah. People yeah, know that, does. you know. Yeah. And, I, and I, one yeah. thing I like about you that I want to say is that some people, when they're at a stature that you're at, they feel like they're too good to say, hey, vote for me. They feel like they're too good to say, hey, I want to win this. This, this oh, yeah. I want to win this. Oh, yeah. And you've been vocal about it. Not just this year, but you vote about last year. I want to win I want to win last year. I want to win last year. Put me on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm in there. Because, you know, you, you want to be, be appreciated for what you do. You know what I mean? And then, you know, because, you know, we, we, I go hard, man. I still work a regular job and slaying these jokes on the weekend and, you know, constantly doing shows, you know what I'm saying, in, on and off stages and stuff. And, uh. It's a lot of work and a lot of time that goes into it, and I take it very seriously. So you definitely want to be recognized for your hard work, you know what I mean, and be appreciated. Because people, we always say, like, we don't care or we ain't watching, but on the low, we always care and we always always watch. (laughs) So, yeah, man, I just, just, any love I get, I appreciate it, man, but I don't let anything deter me or stop me for what I'm doing either at the same time. If I don't get it, Hey, we're going to keep going. If I do get it, thank the people that helped me get it. I appreciate it. But this train ain't going to stop. Definitely, man. I want I want to talk to you about just your upcoming. Before I get into that, though, um, I want to talk about the current state. How you feel about the current state of comedy right now? Um, as it pertains to the city of Augusta, as it pertains mm-hmm. to 
uh, Columbia, because I know that's just like close right across the area. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the state of comedy. Like, what's your take on that right now? Um, the state of comedy itself, I think, is a lot more comedians in Augusta now. Uh, than it has been because when I first started, it was like nobody doing comedy. It was like you know we we'll, we'll, sound we'll, like podcasting. We was like Ninja Turtles, you know what I'm saying? We'll come out of the out of the ground, push the thing open, and we have on dirty trench coats and be like, "What are you? I am a comedian. I am too. Let's go seek shelter." You know, it was like some. It was like I am a legend. Hello, I am a comedian. I can provide shelter. Uh, you know, it was nobody really doing it right. uh, in the city on a major level. You had a couple people that was doing that, but as soon as they start, they'll leave or whatever. It was like no comedy scene going on. Um, so now we have a lot more comedians uh, in the city, uh, young, old, black, white, otherwise. So I think it's a really good time for comedy as a whole in Augusta. Um, and the comedy game changed. It, it changed drastically, man, with the advent of uh, internet, podcasting, skits, videos, things like that. Um, you know, stage comedians are more so like the the dinosaurs. I was going yeah. I was gonna use that word. Tell me, yeah. like, that's and yeah. it, it sucks. You know how? Yeah, hey, you know how disrespectful <laughs> it is to call somebody a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it it's really that's what it's like. Cause I, I had a bunch of you know the OGs that brought me up. They when this video stuff started, they was angry. Oh man, you seen that man? Man, he just, man, he just, they just booking him, booking him. I'm like, well, you know, you know, and I was like, yeah, well, you know, I mean. And some of the stuff they were saying was true because the training is different. You know what I'm saying? You, you, the training was you go out, start doing comedy, be around comedy. You start hitting open mics. You start getting on any stage you can get on. You start working on your stuff, building your setup, and, you know, just working on your material. But now you got people that, that can skip over the material and work on other stuff, and they're getting recognized before the people that's... The blueprint has changed. I was gonna ask you that. So do yeah. that's with anything almost. Almost yeah. every yeah. single thing the blueprint yeah. has changed. You think about artistry, you think about um, whether it's poets, whether it's yeah. rappers, whether music, it's everything. music. Yeah. You make a, a TikTok song and it blow up, you in mm. there now. In there. In there. You in there. You yeah. just gotta make some more songs now, right? Yeah, that's but it. you said pretty much for life, like you you a household name now. Yeah, you know? household name, yeah. Um yeah. off stumbling upon that. Somebody stumbling and saying, I like that, let me go and deal with that. But the blueprint has changed for so many professions. Uh, when you talk about artistry and just mm -hmm. art in general, do you think that's a pro or a con? And and what are your thoughts on the process, though? Like, the, how is that for the long run? When you think about the process, of what it takes to be mm. um, a professional? Because you know, yeah. back in the day, they tell us that the as a professional, it takes you doing something for seven years. That was the whole yeah. thing. You do it seven years, you're a professional. Yeah. Yeah, the, the I feel uh, I had mixed emotions about it at first because I did see so many of my comedy friends that brought me in the game. So if I'm in the game this amount of time, they've been in the game way longer than me. And this is like they sold income how they eat. So now uh, when you look at, you used to get send a, um, a video clip to a comedy club, show people what you do, what you've been doing. Now they want to know how many followers you got. So it's like the rug was pulled up under them. You know, so yeah, to speak, yeah. uh, you, you know, it ain't like, hey, man, I got this video. I done did so-and-so with so-and-so. It's like, nah, man, what's your IG looking like? You know what I'm saying? So, But I think it's a, I just came to realize, just like it's a metamorphosis, man. I mean, the older cats got to get with the newer stuff. That's well, just the way the world is, man. And I'm glad that we started there instead of like I normally start because I'm curious how you feel about this, right? Because you have. Uh, even in the city, we got young, talented people in the city, right? Mm -hmm. And their mindset is like what you just said, like my IG, 
I got to get that in order because then I can go to these people and get this money or whatever can it be, mm-hmm. right? But then the mindset becomes or the ideology or how they look at stuff, their perception is like, okay, well, so Cedric, he might have 2,000 followers on Instagram. I got five. Why are they booking him? I got 5K on yeah. IG. Yeah. yeah. I, need, I need that. Whatever he get, I need all of that, right? Yeah. However, what them numbers don't tell you is that if somebody called you today, you probably can string together a 30-minute session. Easy. Easily because like that. of how... Then them numbers don't tell you that, though. No, they don't. They you don't, know what I'm and saying? It's, it's, it's no getting away from the stage. You know what I mean? I mean, you can do video skits and all the other stuff, and that's great that people have a lane like that for themselves. But that stage is an animal all within its own. You know what I mean? You you up there like, like a cornerback, and you sitting around Justin Jefferson on the other side of you. <laughs> you in man coverage. Nobody to help you. You by yourself. You know what I'm saying? So when you get up with that microphone, and that's the essence of comedy. Stage is the essence of comedy. We've branched off into other things, but stage is the essence, has always been the essence of true comedy. Um, and I think people have to learn how to work the stage as well. I'm going to give you an example. Like Country Wayne, when he first started out, Country Wayne has completely changed the game. Completely changed it. Like almost single-handedly on his own. The stuff he's doing on the internet, the skits, and the popularity that he gained. But what he did was put a team of people around him to learn how to work the stage. Mm. So he took steps to make sure that, hey, yeah, I'm getting this notoriety and this fame, people coming out to see me, but I got to do what I got to do to keep people coming to see me. Now he has a full-fledged quality product because not only can he do the skits, but he can also sustain himself on stage Hit as the well. stage. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, you got to do that. You got to work that too. I seen um, an interview with Drewski, who also mm-hmm. is, Changing the game with uh, skits and stuff like that, yeah. pretty much IG funny, um, reenacting and stuff like that. But he, and it, I thought it was like brilliant for him to even say in the interview. He was like, "Well, I was at a party one time or something, and Kim Hart was there, mm-hmm. and Kim Hart came to him and was like, hey, stop being a bitch, stop bullshitting.' You know what I'm saying? Like, he know what it meant. He said, "I'm, I'm asking like, what, what does it mean? He keeps saying it. Why, why he keeps saying it? And like, hit the stage. Like, don't don't be scared. Like, yeah. I, I, don't hide behind your the, your, your phone or." The editing and all that's it's, you funny. Hit the mm-hmm. stage though, like that's that's where the money gonna be. Hit the stage, yeah. And I think that um, most comedians that really want to see you do well are gonna tell you the same thing. Yeah, like do. that's like if you can get if you can do that, you can do everything else. Because you, you can do everything else and not be able to do that. And it's like where that put you at? Yeah, you it even does, see people man. start to uh, categorize your funniness now. Like, oh, this person just get funny. You know yeah. how you know how, <laughs> yeah. you know how disrespectful that is. Like yeah, that yeah, you is man. So like yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. That's like saying little to a man. If you say anything little to or about a man, you know, that, that's like it, man. Yeah, man. You, you still working that little job over there? Hey, man. Hey, what you talking about, man? I'm a supervisor. Look at my. I got flair on my on my on my jacket. I, I'm 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 accredited. Don't say little. But uh, yeah, it is, man. I mean, but like I say, the game has changed. It's opened up so many doors. It used to be an exclusive door. You had to be a certain level of funny and be able to do it for a certain amount of time to get the type of respect in the comedy game. But now it's not like that. Because now, because a person will look at a 30-second video before they sit through a 30-minute set of live comedy. It's just so much accessible. It's so easy to go like this and just watch somebody, okay? And when you watch them, like I said, they've edited, done all this stuff to it. It looks great. It's wonderful. But then when you come to the show, and there's been a lot of internet comedians that have gone on tours and gone out live and have not done well. 
because they didn't work on the stage part of it. So, I mean, the game has changed. Uh, I acknowledge that. But, uh, yeah, there's no way getting around that stage. Stage, you got to put in that time. It's just like when you play your favorite video game, Madden come out every year. You don't just log on and get on there and just start whooping ass. You got to play it. You got to go through the tutorials. You got to learn what happened this year, what they changed in the animation. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, got to learn yeah. all that stuff. You know, your, your brother played D1 basketball. You don't get to play D1 basketball saying you ain't going to train. I ain't going to train. Yeah. I just show up for the games. And that's what you got a lot of cats doing. They skipping out on the training, but they want to be in the game. The stage is the game. So that's what they're doing. Talk about that process, though. You just said something good then. Like that, that process of the training. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always just uh, necessarily even getting booked for a show no, per se. Not. It's the open mics. It's the. Yeah, yeah. It's, I was talking. We were talking to uh, EJ, and and, and he, he had you know he got a little upset when he didn't get nominated for something. Then he realized uh, he went out the window and it was wrong how he did it. But that was cool. He's <laughs> yeah, a funny guy. That's, went, that's a funny man right he there. He went in on the man. And uh, but we talked and. And me and Slim were trying to explain to him, like, we get what you're saying, but... And I've been mm-hmm. doing this for EJ for a little minute because he's a little younger comedian and mm-hmm. um, he's he's of the of the mindset with the social media, like, look at my following what I got. And, I said, and, I'm, and that's all that's cool, but it has to align with these other things as well. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. I do know I've seen him on the stage and he's funny and stuff. He, he, he admits that he can work on some things. He can tweak that. He can tweak this. And what I was telling him was, like, you know, you can throw your own show, do your own open mic, and I think sometimes people of of of, of that cloth wants to come away from the open mic. Like I, I get that, but I want to get in the game, mm-hmm. and but it, you can't just jump in the game. Yeah. You gotta kind of take these steps to get in there. Oh, yeah. Um, I told him even Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, oh, yeah. those guys to this day still to do open day, mics. Man, it's funny, you, man. I did I did a show at the Wormhole in Savannah. I filled in for another guy, headline down there. They said Dave Chappelle just popped in, walked in one night, and got on stage. Didn't get no money, didn't get paid, wasn't on no flyer, didn't put nothing out there, tell nobody he was in town. He just came in, just rocked out. Eddie Murphy was getting ready to go back on tour. He started popping up at different places just to get stage time. You know what I mean? It's like you got to have that to, to get better at the stage because the stage is, is it's a beast. It's different. And I want, I want to also throw in, throw in this, right? That happens. Let's just say, for instance, it's some hole in the wall club. You like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and jump on this week. I want to get some time. I want to see if I can make these people laugh, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you do that. You ain't thinking you're above it. You ain't thinking it's beneath you. Just doing it for the for the culture. However you want to do it for whatever we saying these days, right? Mm-hmm. And training, whatever. And let's say that's the night. So happened that Dave Chappelle or, or, or Chris Rock or Eddie Murphy is in it. Like, you do know what that can do for you. All because you decided you wanted to do X, Y, Z mm-hmm. for the better of men of you. They saw yeah. you and said, yo, why don't you come with me? You just never know. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but yeah. you just never know. You never yeah. know who in the crowd. You never know who's there, who who, who in the crowd never that you're entertaining. Like, this is a funny guy. Yeah. Those, I think, when you look at the open mics and stuff like that, yes, it's for you. But like I said, you never know who in the crowd. You don't know what relationship yeah. you can form at the end of that night if you sure didn't do can. what you got to do. Somebody's always looking for somebody to perform somewhere. You might think it's just two or three, five people in there, but one of those five people might be having a wedding soon. Mm-hmm. One of those five people might be having a family reunion. One of them five people might know somebody that's looking for a comedian for another event. And that's, I've gotten several gigs off of stuff like that. 
just showing up, just rocking out, you know what I'm saying? Different open mic situation. Hey, man, you funny, man. Like, what? Are you free on this day? Oh, uh, yes. I am. <laughs> How about that? You know, <laughs> but if you don't put yourself out there, and, and that's part of the process in the game too, because that's what you know. I was taught when I first started, man. Hit as many stages as you can. You got to work on your stuff to perfect it. I don't care if you have to tell the same joke a million times. Would that be a con? Like I know we asked about the pro or con. We didn't really. We, we talked about it, and I don't know mm -hmm. what the. I don't know what the right answer because there's no wrong or right answer. But mm, it's not. the con part of it is that what you learned for for your blueprint and the blueprint of what was up until about 2015, 2016, mm -hmm. isn't per se the blueprint no more because you can get to a certain stature without that. Yeah. But let's just say how many people are really going to get there without that, with that, without that kind of blueprint in them, or at least yeah. that inside of them saying, I can hit the stage, I can do this, I can do mm -hmm. that. And like I said, I always think of big names because everybody won't get to them levels. Denzel Washington, he goes and do Broadway. Mm -hmm. This is Denzel Washington. He, he, think he got a... He got a if he want a role, he gonna get it. That's it. But he's still it. gonna do it to polish himself. That's right. What, what you, will make you seen, else you seen the veneers? Did you see the veneers on this dude, man? This dude, you could tell this dude got hundreds of millions. He tell you, I've made hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, that's what I've done. All right. <laughs> yeah. He goes and gives back there. Come on, Denzel on Broadway. Are you serious? Denzel <laughs> box office legend on Broadway. Is that, is that in the blueprint? Is that in the blueprint also? Like, hey, like every funny comedian, I feel like can oh, yeah. mimic Denzel. Like, you have to do it. Yeah, like, you, have, you, you know what? You have to do Denzel. He's one of the major voices in American uh, literature, uh, film. However, you want to do it. Okay, right? Yeah, that's right. And I play a bad guy too, my <laughs> nigga. <laughs> that's funny. His paper is ninety percent bullshit, but it entertains me. Entertainment, with your bullshit go. Yeah. Look, man, let me, I want to get into you. Um, I wanted to have that discussion first because you know you never know how long somebody going to uh, watch this. Especially in the beginning, you say you're comedian. Yeah, let me turn this off. So I'm going to make sure I got that part of the way first, okay. right? Gotcha. So uh, I want to talk about um, just your upbringing uh, as far as who you are, uh, what got you into comedy, the type of kid you were. And yeah. I feel like I've asked this question before, but I'm asking them again. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, talk about that. Are you from here? Are you born and raised here? Well, I, actually, I'm not born and raised here. My, my family's from a small town called Pelham, Georgia. Uh, my dad moved here when he was in, moved us here when he was in the military. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had a good two-parent home. You know what I'm saying? It was like, like an eight-mile, you know what I'm saying? Clarence's parents had a real good marriage. <laughs> my parents still together today. Um, great people. Um, I had a very uh, strict religious upbringing. Uh, we, we 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 was heavy off into the word and the book, and uh, it was it was it was a good happy upbringing, man. Um, I was always the class clown type, but you know, old school black parents, you can't you can't right right no nah, you can't do that. Now I, I did like, I didn't do nothing bad, but I would do like I would laugh at the bad kids when they was doing bad stuff. That was me. I was laughing with the bad at the bad kids, but I wasn't doing nothing bad because my mom was crazy. My mom would pull up. <laughs> I was like, I thought she had no more points left at work, and then you look in there, and you see her. You see, like the little. Remember, school had that little that little window for yeah, the classroom. Yeah, yeah. It had the little one. You see the window fogging up. Like, I think your mama out there. I think my mama ain't out there. She she can't leave work no more early. He look up and she looking right back at you. I ain't one of them kind of mamas. <laughs> so, but I was always life of the party, class clown type dude. I love to laugh and joke, man. That was and then like comedy was a big part of of our life because we we grew up on sitcoms. Remember, everybody had sitcoms back then. ABC, NBC. CBS all had popular sitcoms on. What was you know your favorites? Saying? Like, what were some of your favorites? Oh, the favorite was Cosby Show. Cosby Show was the all-time favorite show. Cosby Show is probably one of my, it might be my favorite show of all times. Because, I mean, first of all, Bill Cosby was hilarious. He was universal. 
Um, well, aside from all the stuff that we found out about him. Still universal. Years, still okay. universal, man. I mean, think about what Bill Cosby accomplished. He took a situation where he uh, he had like, what, they had five kids? Mm-hmm. Five kids. Nobody was ever cramped up in the house. Everybody had their own room. Everybody, you know, everybody went to college, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He was a lawyer. Uh, no, the mom was a lawyer. He was a doctor. Successful black people. They they had all the kids had cars at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was ever about to get kicked out of the of the Cosby house. No, not at all. Not at all. That's all that's oh all. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in real life, shit. And you start looking at a nigga about seventeen, like, hey man, you need to find you somewhere to go. <laughs> this shit he ain't working out. I do like that about the Cosby Show. Yeah. I always say that. I said one thing about the Cosby Show. People, of course, in, in black culture, you know, we want the real this that, and third. But mm-hmm. the reality of life is that there are there were and are black families like that. Yeah, they we, are. Just because. It's not our reality. Don't mean it's not reality for somebody, mm-hmm. right? I liked it because uh, I got daughters, right? So one thing, I watched it with them a lot, and I was like, damn, you know what? As a dad, you be like, no boys, no boys, no boys, right? And I don't know how a daughter was in real life. It's a show. We don't know, right? But yeah. they seem respectable. Yeah, they seem, very respectable. But they, all, they had this bond with their dad. They didn't have to hide anything. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, damn, that's, that's how I want to be. I want to be like that. Like, my daughter be open with me. Like, we best friends type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you can still watch because they don't have to sneak. They going on dates. They, I like this boy. Oh, you like this boy? Let's talk about it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, bring him home. Let's meet him. Word. And, meet and, his and, folks. And everything was like all is warm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think it, it the Cosby's to me is show black people in a light which it wasn't shown in no other show. Nah, it wasn't. Every other man. show was struggling. It was. Yeah. Moving on up. Yeah, moving on up. They now, wasn't moving Cosby, nowhere. You here? Yeah, yeah. Good times. They never had no good times. No, never. nobody. I mean, it was, it was just you know the, the struggle was always shown in the media when it came to black people and black families and stuff. Uh, but the Cosby's Day, it, it was celebrated. Even created a fictitious HBCU. I'm trying to tell you. And we thought it was real. People, I, people love it. People loved it. People want to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a spinoff, man. It was just a whole nother because you would watch that and watch Different World right after that. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great time or era in television. And it was funny. It was hilarious. You know what I'm saying? I think, and I, one thing about Bill Cosby, I guess we can talk about comedians too here. One mm-hmm. thing about Bill Cosby I think he'll get credit for is when you look at uh, the, the people who, who say the best, whether it's Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Chris Rock, um, whether it's Cat Williams, whether it's Kevin Hart, you know, whoever, whatever you're into, they all different, but like everybody got a little bit of Cosby in them. Like yeah. Cosby is... I mean, people say J.J. Perry, I think they talk about geniusness, like the level yeah. of genius. And Chris mm-hmm. Rock, too, but the level of genius. That's Cosby. Yeah. He's going, it's funny. It could be political. It could be racial. It's all a level of genius that he yeah. got there. And yeah. I think um, he don't get enough credit. I would nah, say that, definitely. And, and then he would sit down on a stool and just talk to people. Yeah, And man. just give it to him, man. You got, I mean, people going crazy, man. And he didn't cuss. And that, that's the that's the craziest, but oh, but it hit every time, hit just, every just time. as much. Yeah, cause he, I mean, cause he knew how to use like the the body language and stuff. He had a little funny mannerisms, the the facials. Was really good. Yeah. yeah, the facials. Yeah, just just classic, man. And people forget like how Bill Cosby started too, man. He started out black exploitation films. Yeah, uh, Brown Hornet. You know what I'm saying? On Fat yep. Albert and yep. all that Fat stuff. Albert. So he was all uh, he was always a. Uh, uh, well, he was for them a great content Audio creator. albums. Yeah, audio albums, Which man. is not a thing no more. No, nah, no, nah, they don't do that no more. That'd be dope. That. I mean, I would like to see somebody do that. I don't know how it works now in the digital world, but that'd be yeah. dope to see. Yeah, it would be. It we talk be. about people doing skits and, and, and that stuff, but that'd be that'd be dope to see. Last time yeah. I think we seen that done was probably, uh, uh, what's the guy that played little Ricky Smiley, Lil Darryl. I think he had yeah. a little, little album thing, whatever, but 
Yeah, yeah that, uh, bring that back would be dope. Thing of the past. I, I used to listen to all those old. I mean, and you can catch some of them too on streaming platforms. I go back and listen to old Red Fox. I'm pretty sure it's on Apple Music too. It's probably, yeah. probably on there. We just don't yeah, know. We, we don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah, think we of it. Paying attention to it. Yeah, yeah. We so technologically advanced. But I go back and listen to all that old stuff, man. Because those those old guys, man, they were. You see the evolution of comedy too, man. But we talk about uh, just influences and stuff like that. You know, I you know you mentioned the sitcoms. So what was it that was like? I want to do this. Like when. I guess when did that hmm. strike to you? Like I want to, I want to do comedy. Cause I it's know funny. you could be funny, yeah. But it's hard to take that jump and say I'm gonna be funny for real. Yeah, and that 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 took a long time to take that jump. Cause I I was man, I, it took me a long time uh, as a young man to get my head out my ass. I was still trying to figure out life. I was like, man, I don't know what I want to do with myself, man. I was like, yeah, I leave. Then to start having kids, I was like, oh dang, I got to do for these. <laughs> and you look up, you got a family. And you can't come home and be like, hey, I got a dream. <laughs> no, nigga, you ain't Martin Luther King. You ain't got no dream. But uh, all, all that happened first. And I was like, um, and it was funny because I, um, I was like 25 or so, man. And I was trying to be in a singing group and all kind of stuff, man. Because I love singing, too. I was trying to do that. And then like I felt like a failure because I didn't make it by the time I was 25. Because that was the cutoff for American Idol. You're like, oh, man, you got to make something like you 25. Uh, the music business ain't going to want you. <laughs> So I got all these crazy ass thoughts in my head, man. I was like, damn, man. So I was just working, living a regular life, just frustrated with some things. And then uh, a friend of mine was doing some promotion. Two things happened. Uh, a friend of mine wanted me to be in his stage play. He had wrote a book. He was doing a stage play about his life. He said, hey, man, you know, he ain't have it all together. He's like, hey, man, I want you to just uh, go out there and just talk to the people. Between the scenes, I was like, uh, okay. So <laughs> I did it. I felt really comfortable. We got through the night. Uh, the play was was a success. We got through the night, and I said, you know what? I might. Um... Then, like, God works in mysterious ways. Because right after that, another guy, uh, my friend Dwayne Poole, was promoting shows. And uh, he said, man, you know what? You funnier than a lot of these guys that be on stage, man. I think you should should open up and try it out. I was like, you know, I'm down for that. Because I had wanted to try it out one time. And then, like, they used to have open mic at uh, 706. Special K was hosting it when he was in Augusta. And I'm talking about I got so drunk. I'm talking about I got carried out the club drunk. <laughs> and that set me back. But then I was like, all right. So Dwayne set me up on the show. Well, he canceled six more before that. Uh, oh, I got so-and-so coming. Yeah, oh, oh man, the venue double book. You know how black people is. They got an excuse every time. Oh, man, he you ain't going to believe this, man. You know what I'm saying? He got to get his toe taken off because he got diabetes. Oh, <laughs> man. So it was like, all right, well, just let me know. So after six cancellations, he put me on a show, and I hit the stage uh, with Tyler Craig. I opened up a show for Tyler Craig in 2009. And when I grabbed the mic and I told my first joke, and it was just like nostalgia. I was like, this is it. This is what I've been searching for my whole <laughs> life. You know what I'm saying? So once that, I mean, it was so it was such a nostalgic feeling. I didn't want to get off stage. They had to cut my mic off. I just kept telling jokes. I just kept going. Kept, they was like giving me the light. They was waving it down. I ain't getting on stage. I ain't even through yet. I just kept talking. I didn't know how disrespectful that was at the time. But uh <laughs> Wait, hold on, real quick. You mean why why is that disrespectful? Cause Oh, you gotta cause cause uh, the show is timed. Um People come to see the feature and the headline, the people that they, they paid to see. If you get an opportunity uh, to do that, you know, two things about comedy. You don't steal jokes and you respect the light. When it's your time to come off, you come off. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're doing a, um, 
a guest spot, they give you three to five minutes. Once they give you the light wrap up, you come off. Gotcha. Uh, if you the feature act, you doing your 25, 30 minutes. Once they light you, it's time to come off because everything is time. I asked that question also because I wonder if we talk about this new age versus old age and you know dinosaurs versus new blueprint, how, how will they get that information? How will, how will somebody new mm-hmm. get that information if they're not following that blueprint that was set for comedians mm-hmm. already? That's a good question. you found out that night, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I hey, found out. You yeah, tell you, get night. the F off. Wow, yeah, you, you still it. Yeah, get your ass off here. You, yeah, but um, yeah. The, and comedy, when you learn in the comedy game, stage comedy, you have to be around comedy. You have to go to opportunities to perform, to get on stage. You go to shows to see how other people are doing it. Uh, it it's just part of the process, man. You just got to go and you got to soak it up. Because, like, uh, I throw my show every month. I invite every comedian in the city to my show. I say, y'all ain't got to pay. Just come be around it. That enhances the experience, man, because you'll see how people are doing it at another level. So that's what you want to aspire to. Because you, you get the, if you sit around and you sit around with the same comedians on the same level, you're not going to get better. Gotcha. But when you see people who are better, because sometimes when I see some comedians too, and I've been in the game a long time, I'm like, God, I need to go home and start writing, man. That dude, that was, oof. And, and you want them to have that feeling too. To just you know kickstart something in them so they'll start writing or feel good about it. Just being around comedy, you have to take it all in, man. Um, I want I know you mentioned you know your first time, but like talk about the first time if if and if it ever happened, have you ever bombed on stage? You forgot someone uh, got booed? Like no, I, ne- I never got booed. Um, are I, you really I, funny, huh? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm funny for real. Uh, <laughs> I never got booed. Um, I don't know if I bombed, but it's been times I I haven't done as well as I could have for different reasons. And that's when you have to go back, be real with yourself. If you got video, look back at the video, see where you went wrong, where you could have did better, analyze yourself. Um, but I've had some very uh, questionable experiences. Yes. Uh, did you know Eddie Long had a church in Augusta? No. I didn't know that. I found out because I told an Eddie Long joke in an Eddie Long church in Augusta. Oh, and they told yeah. you that night, like, hey, this is... Oh, yeah, yeah, they told me immediately. Everybody just stopped. We, we had been laughing the whole while, whole while. And I was like, yeah, hey, uh, oh, yeah, well, I tell you what, they, they sure they're doing Eddie Wrong long. Ain't they, ain't they doing Eddie Long wrong? Well, I tell you what. And, and then I, I noticed it was a quiet. Everybody came up. I, you know, I said, I ain't saying nothing bad, Pastor. I just said, I just don't think those three boys should have got $26 million for being gay. I don't, I don't think. I, I know gay people. They don't get no money like that. You know? <laughs> And then nobody laughed. Everybody look up. And this one old dude said, hey, this new birth Augusta. I said, oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it, uh, and uh, <laughs> the funny thing about it was, man, the pastor, he, uh, he took me in the back. And, you know, him and, I mean, him and Eddie Long was like that. They did everything together. It was like his right-hand man, you know. Then he said the one thing. That yeah, I mean you know your 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 little act was funny, <laughs> your until, little, yeah your little act. I was like, oh. and I said yeah. So I went back and apologized to him, man. But I I had no idea he had a church in Augusta. I want to talk about that uh, real quick. I'm sorry to cut that part off, but like I know you you said you had to apologize. Do you, how, how are you with that? Like, like and what comedians have a it's no yeah. safe space no more. I guess. Uh, no, no, well, on some things it's not. But see, I was newer then. I would, I wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't apologize now, because uh, first of all, um, 
I know who I am. I know my intention. And uh, like I said, I, I didn't violate. I didn't cuss. I didn't know, uh, you know, because I mean, I, and I stood by what I said. You shouldn't get 26. But see, the situation, it had just happened. They had just kicked it out, kicked the money out. And the people in the church was having mixed emotions. It was, it was a it was hard, fresh. it was fresh. Ooh, it was fresh. It was fresh. It was fresh. The peroxide hadn't it hadn't made it white yet. <laughs> it was still bleeding. So um, that on that part, uh, yeah, I, I probably at this point in my career, I, I, and I don't want to ever be offensive to people. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, at this point, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't apologize. That's probably what I wouldn't go back and do. Um, just because nothing's off limits. It's comedy, okay? But I think now people are starting to box comedians up in these parameters of stuff that you can't say anymore. And uh, even if you look at like Kings of Comedy and you you look through it, there's a lot of stuff on there now you cannot say anymore. And I'm like, you know, to me it's all still comedy, it's all funny, and it's all relative. But now certain groups you can't talk about, you can't say. I mean, I I still don't know what anti-Semitic is. I can't get a good definition of it. I don't know. I just know yeah. if, you, if you if you say it, it's, it's a Any, problem. So. Anything about Jewish people, you can't say it. Anything about transgender gay people, you can't say it. Anything about you know, even like Bernie Mac. You remember Bernie Mac when he was on King of Comedy? Yeah, he's making cookie. It look, it look faggot ass. You, you can't say that. You I know what I just said. I just said that. You are gonna have to edit this out. Yeah, I just the said F-word, the, yeah, the real F word. Now it used to be. You know, now it's now you can't. I mean, I, I used to like saying faggot. You know, that was like one of my favorite words. That was like one of my first like words. I was in third grade. Wow, you know, wow, yeah. wow. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. I just, I used to like, like saying that word. It first, that word was funny to me, man. Faggot. That's uh, hilarious. I, 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 I'll just say it. Call everybody faggot. Faggot, 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 faggot. Now you can't say that no more. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's super offensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is now. Um, yeah. That, that, I, I'm with you. That, in the era we probably grew up in, it wasn't. No. Until I even see now, they they, they try to uh, go back in time when music musicians said it mm-hmm. and try to bleep it out, like get it taken out. Yeah, now it's like, yeah, it's wild, man. I'm like, I don't have that much time on my hands to go back and find an old record with that word on it. Oh no, they, they, they got time. They got time. Oh man, they got plenty got time. of time. Hey, yeah, they do. They do. Uh, comedy, com- comedy though. You mentioned like uh, what comedy is. What is what is comedy to you? What does it mean? What what is it to you? Like uh, comedy is an art form. It's an expression, man. It's it's us talking about things that are relevant to us. To make us laugh, um, comedy is to me is the ultimate art form, man. Because people, uh, I think comedy is so necessary that uh, you have to have you have to laugh. Laughter is so. I mean, laughter alleviates everything. You can have all the problems in the world. You could be in a wheelchair, paralyzed. You can, uh, you know, what I'm saying, have diabetes. You know, got a couple of toes taken off, leg up to your ass. You know what I'm saying? Just a few toes. Just a few toes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your power can be taken off. It's somebody getting beat up every day, getting bullied. It's somebody domestic violence. But everybody can come together at one time. And when you laugh, you forget about all that stuff. Everything that you got a problem with, you forget about it. You come to a comedy show and you laugh. Even your lights off. You just had tea lights there. You ain't thinking about that. You ain't thinking about that. And it's a beautiful art form, and it uplifts people, and it makes them feel good for the time being. Now, you're going to go back to that house yeah, where ain't no lights at. Them lights ain't going to be on. Now, these laughs not going to turn them lights back on. But you're not worried about it for the second. Sometimes that getaway is all you need. Yeah. That's it, man, just to get you 
yeah, you know what I'm saying, get you some strength, revive yourself so that you can deal with whatever you got to go through. Got you. I, yeah. I would definitely just recommend if your license is off, maybe don't go to a comedy show yeah, if you have to not. pay. Yeah, probably not. Unless you pay know somebody. Bill. Yeah, then, yeah. Then know somebody get you in free. Yeah, yeah. You definitely might want to change your Inbox to Cedric. Maybe he can help you out. That's it, man. Y'all come on through, man. If your lights off. Yeah, hit me up, man. I might got some free tickets to the show. Well, they got a Wi-Fi lights off. If I huh? can get you up, no Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Right by McDonald's. McDonald's got the strongest <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> McDonald's Wi-Fi is a legendary. McDonald's Wi-Fi and they straws are the strongest <laughs> in the world. I mean, you can pick up on McDonald's Wi-Fi on the expressway. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they straws, man. I'm talking about, boy. You can stab. If you stab somebody with that straw, that straw silly, is powerful, man. man. You silly, man. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about this, 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 the, the, the show portion, um, the comic, show portion of comedy, like doing on stage, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do you go about uh, even setting up or preparing for a show if you have it in time? Um, I always wonder that. I watch battle rap. I mm-hmm. watch, uh, I watch com- comedians. I've seen Kevin Hart down here a few times. I like this show. Not a very comedian, but I like his his setup. Mm-hmm. Um, then I also seen Dave Chappelle, you know, and, and things of that oh, nature. Man. Classic. How does a comedian? I watch. Uh, what's the guy name? He he he, real vulgar. Corey Holcomb. Corey Holcomb. I watched him last <laughs> nights ago. I was in the room. I watched him a couple nights ago. Hey man, that dude and, crazy uh, man. I watched him live. So one time Kevin Hart came down. This is 2011. Mm-hmm. My daughter was born that year. 2011. He came down. He brought Spank. All the boys with him. And right before Kevin Hart went, Corey went. Oh man. It was Sunday in Augusta. Ooh. So it was church people there. And Kevin Hart wasn't Kevin Hart yet. <laughs> yeah. He was just. He was coming he was, in yeah. to be in that. Yeah. So he went, and I thought he was funny. But you could tell the crowd was like, get this nigga off the stage ASAP talking about abortion and he all this very, stuff. Oh, man. I remember I seen him, man, once. He was in the guy. He was like, uh, let me tell y'all something. This is the body of the show. Uh, we're going to talk about abortions, side bitches, <laughs> yep. and all other kind of shit. So if that's not what you want to hear, you might want to get out of here. He said, oh. I went to them, them bitches at, uh, I went to, uh, what do you say? What's the female college? Spellman. Yeah, I went to Spellman did a show. And I said, them bitches in Magic City said, y'all need to get your money up, okay? <laughs> and that's how he started out his show, man. And it was like, oh, my goodness, but. I mean, the creative process, the mindset to take somebody through something that they're not expecting. Mm-hmm. Shock value in comedy is big, too. But that's something you completely not expecting nobody to say. Right. And then for him to say it so proudly and to make it funny, I love Corey Hoka, man. He's hilarious. I asked like, the question, because like, mm-hmm. I do our podcast. Obviously. Right now, we paint a picture. So I'm painting mm-hmm. a picture of who I look at as a, a veteran comedian, um, especially in the city, just in, in general. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the new comedian, our old com- old comedy, just you, your life, and be making pictures of co- comedian through you, through your mm-hmm. story right now. Yeah. But when you go on that stage, you have to paint your own picture of yep. this is what funny is gonna look like when you attach my name to it on this stage. Oh yeah. So what is the process you have with going in? How do you determine what joke to say next? What material to start off? What what's the middle? What's the ending? Like, give me that. Oh, that process. Okay, the process is, uh, first of all, it's got to be funny to me. I got to think it's funny. I can't convince you that it's funny if I don't think it's funny. It's got to be something, uh, the things that's easiest for us to talk about, because when you first start out comedy, you write all these elaborate jokes, and you writing all this stuff that you ain't never seen or done before, trying to create something, but you're really getting comfortable every time you hit the stage, every time you tell jokes. Comfortable enough to tell your own story. 
when you think about your favorite comedians, they talking about stuff that's close to them, happened to them, or they've been around, somebody told them. That's, that's when you think about the ones that, oh, that stick out to you the most. Okay. So when I come into a situation, I try to read the room first. I see what the demographic is. Do we have older people in there? If we got older, grown people in there, I can talk about contrast, the stuff that they came up, how the world was when they came up. Mm -hmm. Very easy. I use a lot of music jokes. So I could talk about the music they listened to back then. If it's a young crowd, I can talk about the distortion between, um, yeah, I don't understand y'all music. <laughs> I don't understand what, because when we had music, we did it this way. Y'all do it and do it this way. And then I go under impersonations of different musical artists that they might know or listen to. You know what I'm saying? Future, NBA, Young Boy, Baby, Lil Baby, all these people. They can relate to it. I find something that's going to be relatable to people. And that's funny to them. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm -hmm. see, all I'm doing is I'm taking my twist and putting it on something that we both familiar with. You know, you, you got a, a working class people. Everybody got somebody at their job they don't like. I'm going to talk about that person you don't like. It's always somebody that talk too much, somebody you don't like, somebody you can't stand to see coming, people like that. Like me, personally, I'm not a morning person. I work with somebody that's a morning person. And it makes me sick to my stomach that she's just <laughs> goddamn happy in the morning. Everybody can relate to something like that. Right. So you get a, a wide uh, plethora of those things, man, and you just create, 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 create. And you talk about what's in front of the people. You may say something about the venue. You may say something about the lighting. You may say something about the decorations. You may say something about, because once you say something about something that's in front of them, the crowd is calm. They say, oh, we can trust him for the rest of the set, because he didn't write that. Yeah, he came in okay. here. He came up with that. So now they're comfortable with you. Your first couple of minutes, you're just breaking the ice. So when you break the ice and get the barriers down, because if they don't know you, you know what I'm saying, they, they don't know what to expect. So once you break them down and come on in, it's like a, you know, like the dude play the flute and the snake come up out the basket. Yeah. That's what it's like. We snake chomps. We done got them on our side now, and we done broke them down. And we can go into wherever we want to go after that. So I guess um, sometimes you don't necessarily have to write or anything for a particular gig. You just kind of go in and you're going to get the feel of it too. Yeah, you get a certain degree of that. But if it's like a, a, if you're doing a Valentine's Day program, you may tell more love relationship Couple jokes. jokes. Yeah, yeah, you tell more stuff like that. If you're going into a situation like a church anniversary, and especially after that Ed Long thing, I did hit, I did the research <laughs> on every church gig I've done after that. I know who started the church. I know who did it, who passed it down. I know when the building was built. I know everything. So we go through uh, the lineage of the church. You might, you know, crack some jokes about differences and, you know, how black churches get down. You know what I'm saying? How they how they function, you know. Then you break the ice and get into your stuff. But, yeah, you got to uh, – it depends on the event that you're doing, too. What about um, – because I, I talked with EJ about this, and this is something he kind of was struggling with, I guess. What about the uh, – Booking of get whether it's getting booked, um, you kind of OG now, so I know you are you actually book people sometimes. You might throw a mm -hmm. comedy, show, uh, not a little, I'm sorry, I don't want yeah, you know, he, he did it. It too, Brute. Maybe not link a little with um, open mics. I was yeah. thinking about that at the time, and it probably gotcha. what he, what he, he meant when I said it right. Mm -hmm. but you might throw an open mic event or just an event, yeah. Uh, and you you mentioned sometimes like you were. The, the guy uh, canceled about six times. 
Yeah. Do you have that problem as well? Like you, you want a comedian on, then you like ah, I overbooked or ah, I, I underbooked or. Oh no, no, no! Any anytime, uh, what the shows I've been uh, fortunate to put together. Well, I, okay, I started my first show I ever put together was at a place called Hotel Aiken, and uh, I had no clue what I was doing. Uh, that taught me like how to how to book comedians, how to uh, get the price points together, and all this stuff. Because what you want to do is. Hopefully, unless you got bag like that, you don't want to use your money. You want to, you know, ticket sales kind of finance right, everything. Right. Um, so I I learned through that venture that uh you know how to put together a show. But now, when I put together a show, I got a line. I do a show once a month. Icons, man. I I, I hit my headliners up. Uh, let them know what they're gonna be getting. I let my features know what they're gonna be getting. They're gonna take up the bulk of the time. Headliners gonna do forty forty five minutes. Feature gonna do. 25, maybe 30 minutes sometimes. Let me stop you real quick. Mm-hmm. What's the, what, what is this show called, and when when can they find it a month? Oh, it's a, it's called Live Labs at Icons. Uh, the next one is actually February 17th. I get different dates based on uh, the uh, club's availability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have my I have all my, my dates lined up for the rest of the year. And um, I got a... I actually have a... Uh, uh, group I uh, I created on Facebook called Live Labs at Icon, so they can join that group. They can follow my page, Sir Cedric, uh, comedian Sir Cedric or Sir Cedric Washington. I posted on there too. You host this thing? Yeah, I host it. Yeah. So you host it, and mm-hmm. but you're not you're not necessarily an act, or sometimes you are. No, I mean I'm always doing time. I go up there, I get it in. I okay. I go up okay. there. I, you know, I open up the show, start them out <clears> with you know, ten, fifteen. Sometimes I go over. It's my show. What's the mindset behind it? I have to ask that. Mm-hmm. What's the mindset behind that? I'm getting uh, when you're hosting, you want to get the show started. You want to get the tempo up so the acts don't have to work as hard. People are already in the laughing mood; mm-hmm. they're already ready. You know what I mean? You want to warm it up, get everything straight, um, and then between the acts, you come up, do a little bit, and then you bring the next act up a little bit, bring the next act. These up. comedians get paid? They, are they paying? Like, uh, I'm not, let me ask that question. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah, yeah. The headliner, the the headliner and the feature are getting paid. Okay, gotcha. But yeah. you can also come and. Just jump on the mic if you want to or no. Like, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I offer an opportunity for the local comics uh, to get a guest spot. Okay, okay. Guest spot is when you come in and just get some stage time. You know what I'm saying? That's when you come in and get, you know. So you do have that? Yeah, I do. I do want to make sure because I want when I put this out, I want to make sure that's that's a known yeah. thing. Any yeah, comedians coming up in the, in the city. Yeah, I got a, I got a, I, it's a group chat with uh, all these gust comedians in it. Every month I take a head count of who's coming to the show. And I also ask who wants to get stage time. Okay. And uh, you know, a lot of them have have taken it up. Uh, a lot. I think all of them have come at one point uh, and seen the show. And um, some come consistently, more consistently than others. And um, if the guest spot, I ask them every time. Like I think last month was the first time we didn't have a guest spot uh, in a while. And nobody nobody stepped up to get one. The but guy you had said, features in the headlines. Yeah, features and headliners every show. Okay, so yeah. I'm only asking. I'm asking this question to kind of. Uh, I want to put a clip out of this just in itself. Okay. So if somebody just thinks they're funny, right? They on social media, they, they may make statuses, which is different. But you know, make statuses yeah. funny. They want to jump into that world. This would this be a good opportunity for them to like, hey, yeah, go is, ahead and jump we, on. We, we got a good. Uh, we got a pretty consistent, good grown folks crowd comes out, uh, and then like, if you're local and you're not like, cause cause when people. Uh, trying to get on, you know, that you have to do a lot of traveling too. Because if it ain't no air, nothing going on in the area, that's when you got to go to the Columbia's, the Atlanta, the Charlotte, yeah. travel and do different stuff. But have you ever had uh, had a local 
uh, whether it's, I'm, I, hate say, I hate saying local. Yeah. Can I say independent? It just it sounds better, right? There you go. It's the same thing, though, right? <laughs> you ever had an independent comedian um, headline or be a feature on on this show you do every, every mm-hmm. month? Every yeah, month? Um, it's a guy by the name of Kurt Green. He headlined. He's uh, actually been on Comic View back in the day. Okay. Uh, he's been all over the country doing his thing. Uh, he's from here. Yeah, yeah, he's right here in Augusta, Georgia. I'm glad you said that because we also, and, and I'm, I'm, we all have, we all are privy to this, like having an eye for only what you see in the city. Mm-hmm. So I've never heard that name before. I'm gonna look it up now. Yeah, he, I found out he's from here, yeah. but because he's not doing things here, I, he, I, out of sight of mind. Yeah, see what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. I understand that. Yeah, oh, Kurt's real good brother, man. Okay. Kurt Green start with a K, K U R T Green. Um, I've had. Uh, a couple of my friends from Columbia have come down. They've done guest spots and features. My man T Link's been on the show. I got Michael Garrick. He's gonna be on the show uh, in a couple months. Um, but I'm every offering, month, and you got yeah. lined up already. You got lined up for the rest of the year. What? what I, don't, I don't got the lineups all for all Not, of them, but no, I got just the dates. dates. Okay. I got the dates. Got you. Got you. Got you. And okay. also, EJ Mack is another comedian that's been working really hard. He's uh, he's been on. He's taken several guest spots. He's come to the show several times. So uh, yeah, I just try to give. I, I want to give Augusta comedians an opportunity I didn't have when I started because the people that was raising me, all of them was from Atlanta. Gotcha. There wasn't nobody, you know, to take me around, you know what I'm saying? You know, I had to spend gas money to go where they was at. So, <clears throat> yeah, man, if I, I got something going right here in the city. You, you yeah. bring up a good point, and I, and I want to just kind of touch on this a little bit. Like, what, if any, challenges do you think that it is when you're trying to do that within the city? Because... We all know it's a it's a small city mindset sometimes here. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's a it's a what's the word I'm looking for? People feel entitled yeah. to certain things. Mm-hmm. It may be hard to deal with that sometimes because here you are trying to give a, a platform. Like, I'm giving you all this. I'm a yeah. But somebody might feel entitled for something else. Like you might be like, hey, it's, I got a guest spot, such and such, and that person might say, a guest spot. I need to be. Headliner, what's up with the headline? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you, I'm pretty sure you might feel that energy sometime. Like, oh, okay, he yeah. thinks he's or she yeah. thinks she's yeah, yeah, he's funnier like, than what they need to be, or just yeah. more ahead. They getting ahead of themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, how challenging can that be when you're trying to do something for the city? A lot of times when yeah. you're dealing with people just with the small city mindset. Sometimes. What I did, man, I, I I took the personal aspect out of it because at one point, you know, I did take it personal. I was like, what? That man, what the fuck? You know, that's that's your first mindset. <laughs> Look at the face when you yeah. say it. <laughs> Fuck. But, you know what I'm saying? I understand people are trying to come up. They're trying to do their thing. And confidence is really big in comedy. I get that. Uh, but what I do at that point is I back off and I let the game teach them. The game is going to teach them way a lot faster than I can, man. I'm going to tell you a hilarious story, man. I met a brother out in, uh, when I was doing a show in Aiken, right? He came to the show. And I was like, uh, he wanted to be on the show. Somebody he knew, really popular guy, knew a lot of people in Aiken. So he came to the show and he was like, yeah, man, about to do my thing tonight, boy. I said, all right, man, nice to meet you. I'm the host. You know what I'm saying? What song you want to come out to? Basic host and stuff. Okay. Yeah, man. He was like, yeah, man, the comedy house, they called me up trying to book me, man. Wanted me to come do open mic, man. I told them, suck my dick. I said, uh, what? Yeah, I told him, suck my dick, man. I'm about to do Savannah State. So uh, South Carolina State homecoming, man. I said, do you realize the comedy house is hot then? Do you realize they're going to have anywhere from 250 to 400 people that don't know you there? Mm-hmm. 
you know, the opportunity that could be for you. Nah, man, I'm about to do South Carolina State homecoming, bruh. Tonight is going to be my fourth show. I said, oh, I just walked off. Because I knew at that point, I was like, there was no point in talking to him because he was on something else. And he came to the show. I played his song and announced him coming up. He dapped everybody. He came down like a wrestler. <laughs> he, he dapped everybody. He hugging people, high five. I'm talking about the song that made it through the first verse and the, to the chorus. <laughs> he still ain't on stage yet. The place ain't that big. So he walking through like he got them Hulk Hogan. And he finally gets to the stage and didn't have nothing. Drown. I'm talking about, I'm talking about fish out of water in the middle of the boat just flapping. Horrible. Didn't have nothing. And I just lied. I just look. I was like, hey. You don't say nothing to him. You let the game teach him. Your fourth show, your fourth show, mm -hmm. and your whole career. And you had that much confidence about yourself. Okay. All right. And me and him, uh, we're still good friends this day, man. I laugh about it every time I talk to him, man. He's he still do comedy? Yeah, he still do comedy, man. He's, he's moved to Washington, D.C. and uh, Not Washington State. He's out on the West Coast now doing his thing. And he was here not too long ago, and I hit him. I said, remember the first time we met, man? He was like, man, you're right, man. I was on some <laughs> other shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you let the game teach them, man. I mean, everybody's not going to be receptive to what you're trying to do. But when, I, when, when did you get to that point? Because Augusta, um, I feel like for the last, I'm, I've only been in media for about six years, but mm -hmm. the time I've been in there, I feel like you've been there the whole time. You've mm -hmm. been, at least in the comedies, you know, you've been there the whole time. Um, you have other people who've tried to do things and, and it was successful doing it. I don't know exactly what happened because I don't know them like that. But you got some people who come and go, people mm -hmm. who stick around. But I realize that people have people are hot. They start to, I guess, ego. Everybody yeah. has ego. Ego oh, starts yeah. to play a oh, role, yeah. right? At what point do you back off and say, all right, this person then ate, then, then bit the ego apples. So I'm going to just back off a little bit because you've, you've been able to sustain your level of, you know, veteranism the whole time, you know? Yeah. I just think it's uh, after you've been in the game for a minute and you can see it kind of happening. Um, if the person is approachable, you can talk to them. Like, hey, man, look, hey, you're doing this, this, and this well, but, you know, you might want to pipe back on this. And I've, I've I've had conversations with a couple comedians, and they be like, you know, yeah, you're right, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank, good looking out, OG. And some people, you know, if they ain't approachable or if you do approach them or tell them something, they get, like, really agitated or they're real sensitive about it. That's the point when you're going to have to just back off. And Were you like, ever like that? Like, when, when you were coming up, did, did somebody tell you something? Let's say you feel like you're funnier than somebody. And mm -hmm. they're trying to tell you. And I want to say this first, right? Being funnier than somebody else doesn't mean that they aren't more wise than you in, in what y'all yeah. doing. Just mm -hmm. like being better at basketball than somebody else don't mean that the coach can't coach you. You yeah. might could beat him in basketball, but he can coach you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So have you ever had that situation in, in your lifetime, like you coming up where a comedian may be trying to, like, you know, put his hand on your shoulder, like, do this way, but you're like, look, I'm funny than you. Shut up, man. Get out of my face. Yeah, yeah. I, I was definitely like that, man. My first couple years in, when I was rubbing elbows with some people out of town, and I was looking at them. Because, you know, being a male species, we're very competitive. Mm -hmm. So when we look at something, we looking like, I'm like, yo, this dude is getting booked. He ain't funny as me. Them jokes ain't that good. And, you know, and, and people will come and tell you. I, I was very fortunate, too, because I had some really good mentors. 
But, you know, I had a couple people put me to say, hey, man, you should do this, do this, do that. I'm like, yeah, right, nigga. I'm, I'm, I'm funnier than you. Why, should I, why would I listen to you and I'm funnier than you? <laughs> right, right. But it's like when you listen to a crooked pastor, is his word bad? The word ain't bad. He just ain't living all the stuff he's supposed to be living. He's a man. Right, right. Okay? But that word is still good. And that's what I, I had to realize is like, oh, man, you know what? He gave me some some real game, and I didn't heed it at the time because I was, you know, being competitive, thinking like, hey, I'm Me better. against that yeah, person. Me against that person. And that's not the way to think about it because there's so many lanes in this thing for everybody. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm, I'm 46. I don't expect a whole bunch of 25-year-olds to come to my show because I'm not, I'm 46. I'm not appealing to them. Right. I could see somebody in the early 30s being able to get those people to come to shows. That's their lane. They can have that. You know what I mean? It's um, it's a lane for every, and everybody's not competition. Just because you're doing the same thing, you gotta stop looking at other people's competition. How hard is that though? Like being in being in comedy, where mm-hmm. okay, yes, I, I want to make in the form of competition. Okay, I, I, I know sports, so I know. Mm-hmm. But being in comedy, where it's like you going on stage, I'm going on stage. Mm-hmm. My goal was to have a crowd think I'm the best comedian in the world. Yeah. Yours as well, right? Yeah. So you go and I go on, you know, mine's is better than yours. I'm snuffing my nose about you a little bit now, like, eh, you know. Well, I really probably shouldn't, because you probably, even though I might have rocked the crowd, I probably could have did better, and you're watching, like, you know, your point of view is going to be important to me, because you're trying to help me better myself. Mm-hmm. You ever had that situation when you're being younger, where, like, maybe you felt like a, a, a comic, and they probably wasn't, but you might find they was hating on you, or like they they was yeah. they was um trying to keep you behind them or just beneath them because maybe their name was a little um more popular than yours, but you was funny at them, so you felt like they weren't they was they was out to, I guess not, not make you surpass them rather. Yeah, yeah. And do you think that was true feelings now that you're older and, and more mature? Yeah, now that I'm older and more mature. I don't I don't look at it like that because I think uh, when you're younger. And you're looking at it, and you're fighting for your place in the game. You think that someone else is in the place that you need to be in, mm. and that's why you know that's why you have a lot of contention, competition, bad blood. You know, you think about it, you start not liking people you never had a conversation with. Like you know, what I'm saying, like I don't like the way he carries himself. I'm funnier than him, and you know, and com- friendly competition is good. But you got headliners that's been in the game that's put their friends off of tours for different reasons. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because those, those, those feelings, those animosities and things like that that don't get checked can actually rise to a whole nother level. And then, like, in the game, the hierarchy is the headliner runs everything. I had an interesting conversation with Cheryl Underwood. She said her and Bernie Mac was friends. He put her off the tour. Put her off the tour. She said a headliner can put you off a tour for anything. You know what I'm saying? If he wear a bow tie, you better not come in there wearing a bow tie because that's his thing. You mm. know what I mean? And I said, why the headliners think like that? You got to look at it. People been watching these people for so long and imitating them, peeping game, being around them. And uh, she said, when you get into their confines, you, you realize, like, they got rules and stuff. And you, you can't violate their rules or, you know. We're just trying to come up, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to, you know, get her to explain it to me. And she was like, "That's just the way it goes." So, 
Yeah, man. It's uh, I, I've I've had some bad feelings or bad vibes with some people over the years, you know, just because of a, cons- a competitive spirit. And um, I'm not in that space no more because it's room for everybody to make it. You know what I mean? Do you feel like you being an OG um, in the comedy scene at this point, uh, can, or is it a way for you to get this information out to the younger com- comedian because they might go through the same things you're going through? Yeah. And they might feel like, it, let's, let's just say it's you. It could be like, you might be giving them gain. They might feel like, nah, man, he, he a hater. He, he, he always, he just, uh, you know. Yeah. And you might, it, like, their perspective cannot be wrong. You can't say it's wrong because that's just their perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Based yeah. on how they're feeling and what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. But what you see in your vision could be totally different. You can have a big, broad, big vision for this particular comedian. So you're telling them, do this, do that, do that. Yeah. But because they're thinking, maybe just local. Maybe like, I have to be in his spot. Oh, yeah. Like you were saying earlier, yeah. right? Everything you're saying is coming off as, yeah, hating. No, like, hey, just don't, just stay out of a gut. Say you said that, stay out of a gut. You might be telling them, hey, look, you done here. Go out, go out and do some more stuff. Yeah. But they might take it as, nah, he, he want me to not have my spot. But you thinking, this spot ain't nothing. I'm in it, trust me. It ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you. <laughs> I still got a job, bro. It's a rusty crown. Yeah, it's a rusty <laughs> crown over there. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that, that's just part of the process, man. I think a lot of it is maturation and growth as a person, too. Um, you know, you look at stuff you did. Nobody does the same stuff they did in their 20s and their 40s. It pe- niggas that still live the same way they did in their 20s that's in their 40s, man. They they got a rough life. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you have to mature. You have to transform. You have to grow. You have to learn. We are constantly learning in this thing, man. And, um, yeah, if anybody would, and I keep an open-door policy with all the comedians, man. They know they can hit me up. They can call me anytime. Ask me anything. You know, someone's like, oh, gee, I want to pick your brain. All right, man, hit me up. It's, it's always an open door. You know what I'm saying? If it's somebody I see potentially in that is doing something, yeah, I, I'll give them advice. You know what I'm saying? If they don't want the advice, cool. I'll back off too. You know what I'm saying? But this train going to keep rolling. How hard is it to, 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 to not take things personal? Um, when personally, you probably just want the better for a person. Yeah. Like per, you want yeah. that personally, so yeah. how hard is how hard is it not take it personal when they not receiving what you're trying to give? Oh, it's it's not easy. It's it's not it's not it's not hard at all now. And young when I was younger, it was easier. Like, hey man, I'm trying to teach you something, man. I'm trying to show you this, man. You got to listen to what I'm saying. No, it ain't like that. All right, cool. Now, yeah, okay, because this train is gonna keep going this way. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was being nice. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna let the game teach you. That's right, what I'm right. gonna do. The game is gonna show you if I can save you some steps, man, I'll do that. But just like you do your kids, man, you like, hey man, you know, you just don't want me to have fun, daddy. That's what it is. No, I'm trying to teach you because having fun has consequences, knucklehead nigga. <laughs> so, I mean, but if if uh yeah. And I've had situations where I've given, you know, given some advice or whatever, and it wasn't taken the right way, or they felt like, hey, hey man, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to take my advice. My my way of doing things is not the absolute blueprint to everything. Because right. a lot of people look at, oh, you still here. All right. But I'm still here accomplishing a good amount of things. I've I've got experience in some things. So, you know, I want to impart that wisdom to people who are trying to move forward. I And I'm glad you said that the whole still here and it's that third because I feel like I want to ask you, what, what, like in your mind, in, in your opinion rather, what, what 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 would be the difference between besides money? Take money out of it. Mm-hmm. What would be the difference? What would be the difference between, per se, you, 
and a another comedian, Mike Epps, for, for instance. Um, take money out. Of take course, money out. He's rich or whatever. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I think what opportunity uh, wise, like what's what 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 reason would he be where he at and and you still like you 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 got you got your your, your the shows you do here, mm-hmm. but you're not in movies per se. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh um wow that's a good question um we look at somebody like a a Mike Epps uh, who has done movies and comedy. I think those people put themselves out there earlier, much earlier in life than mm-hmm. I did. You know, I was I was raising a family. I couldn't take some of those chances that other people take because everybody's road is different. You know what I mean? Chances is, is a good. That's yeah, a good, that's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. I I, I couldn't take those. Uh, I couldn't take some of the chances that other people, you know, took. Cause like Steve Harvey talks about living in a car. I don't. I don't put my family through that shit. Nah, hell no. Nah, you crazy as hell. Yeah, I lived in a car. No, nah, I'm not gonna do that. No, <laughs> I'm for nobody. I don't give a fuck. Nah, I don't want to live in no goddamn car. Hell no. Nah. Go give me a job. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna work this job, get this money, do the best I can. But everybody's road to fame and success is different. You well, success like a... is always different yeah. to everybody too. It is. What success? It is. Because one person may not be successful to Cedric. It may not be. It may not be. And if you look at somebody like a Samuel Jackson who started his career in his 40s, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's always a way for somebody to to make it. You just have to keep going, sustain. And you have to stay active and do something. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe you can take a risk and go out to some of the bigger places, L.A., Hollywood, Atlanta, some of those places, and you can take those chances. See? I I didn't take those chances. I asked that question not because uh, it's it's important to know, mm-hmm. but I wanted to make that distinction that uh, all that successful unsuccessful comedian stuff is subjective, based on how mm-hmm. you're looking at it, right? It is. And we we like to name the Mike Evans, the Kevin Hart, Richard Pryor, these top comedians, mm-hmm. but it's so more so, so much so much more. more comedians you can name that. We don't talk about because they're not in a limelight for one, mm-hmm. or they actually they actually really do work for real. Yeah, and they do comedian, they do they do uh, comedy on the, on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we just know them because they're funny and naturally talented. Yeah, but for whatever reason, them too aren't where the Richard Pryor or the Bill Cosby's that they had oh, yeah. and got there. But sometimes it's about that chance. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody not willing. I know I'm not. I'm not willing to not work. For a certain amount of time. If you told me, oh, yeah. hey, you can't make money, you can't work for six months, I, I ain't gonna make it then. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it up. Unless you can really get, you have to really be able to guarantee me that. Yeah. Like, and, but yeah. you don't know that. You don't know that. That's the chance we're yeah. talking about. That's, that's the all chance the chance. Yeah. And, and yeah. people got real lives. People, people yeah. I don't know the other comedians, right? But <laughs> I just say that it's funny, but people really have sex out here in real life, right? So they have oh, kids yeah. after that. Yeah, they know? do. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. families get formed after that and they got responsibilities. Yeah. I, I can't just live in the car. Daddy, what you no. doing? Oh, I'm in the car, baby. You know, today you're in Minnesota. Yeah. Gotta sh- no, I'm not, I ain't got time for that. Hold on, let me cut the car on. My battery about to die. Hold on, let me cut the car on and plug the phone. <laughs> yeah, imagine that in the 70s, nah, 80s. We talking about pay phone. And st- Come on, I ain't got time. Nah, man. The story is not... cool. It sounds good. You know, like, yeah. you know, and sometimes it's a little fluff in that story. You know, oh, of course, man. You, you got to be able to sell the books, man. Got you got to man. sell the books, man. Got I mean, because I, I, I listen to a lot of Steve Harvey stuff, and he has a lot of motivational things, and, you know, and he he has if you get a chance to you I, I encourage people to listen to it man um, he has a lot of great advice that he gives but I ain't living no goddamn costume. I also feel I'm with you now. I also feel like though <laughs> I feel like uh more, like motivational like being motivational mm-hmm. is all subjective too because you could be the most 
uh, motivational person you want to be mm-hmm. starting tomorrow off to Friday, right? Depending on how somebody, somebody views you, that's going to determine exactly how motivational is going to be to them. Yeah. So if Kevin Hart said the same thing you said, you could have said it way better. You could have, the timing could have been perfect. Yeah. His real gonna be the better real. It's gonna be the better it's real. Be more attention. That's right. It's gonna be he's, more. Kevin Hart told yeah, me this. He got he goes, he got the track record behind him. And you look and you see but, all the success and you like, and that's yeah. What, that's what it like to them. Yeah. Yeah. Success to them is rich. Mm-hmm. But they don't know all the work that he that he probably put behind the scenes. Yeah, like, they don't know. And Kevin Hart, yeah, he worked hard, man. He, he how, still he still works hard. How and I'm saying further along, just meaning like just in for what you want for to yourself mm-hmm. in, in, in comedy. You might be good. You might be comfortable right now because that's success to you. You know, I'm a known comedian. I'm doing this damn third. But how further along do you think you would be as a comedian or if, 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 if any, um, if you was able to dedicate 100% of your time out of here solely to comedian? Comedy? Would have been out of here. 100% been out of here. Would have been out of here, no doubt. Because even with the time I put in, man, when I um, do go different places and do shows um, and, and and put what I do up against what other people do, it it's very uh, it's very favorable. It very favorable responses, man. Because is that success to you? Like with that, with that, not not fully success, but mm-hmm. is that a, a, a it's validation. Got you. It's validation. It, it lets me know that I'm I'm doing thing. I'm doing something right. Um, cause if I was going out and I was not doing well on these shows and people was not, and they didn't, the phone stopped ringing, nobody wanted to book you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's when you know, hey, it's about time for me to start knitting sweaters, uh, start looking for, <laughs> for a good job, you know, cause a couple of years ago I was feeling that way, man. I, uh, I had, uh, I was working at Joker's comedy club and I was the host and then I got fired. And then it was like, I was just feeling bad, man. I was like, you know what? It's terrible. I'm finna get this UPS application with my post office stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to update postal scores. I'm trying to do something to get a good job with some benefits, man. But I was, for, and I'm forever grateful for two things. Um, I did, uh, Danielle Peterson has a cancer event every year, which is a very, very beautiful event she does for cancer survivors. And um, they bring the survivors out. They get dressed up. They, she honors everybody, gives yeah. them gifts, all types of stuff. It's wonderful, man. And when I looked in the face of those people and listened to their stories, um, it was just so inspiring, man. It just re-energized me all the way, just seeing those people who were fighting for their lives months earlier just come out, have a good time, enjoy themselves, and, you know, put their makeup on and everything, man. It was wonderful. And then uh, I went back over to Icons um, and talked to Dwayne Pearson, man, and told him I wasn't going to be a Jokers no more, man. And he was like, just come on back over here, man. We love to have you. Ever since I started uh, dealing with Icons, they opened up, man. Dwayne Pearson has been a a very, very good friend of mine. And he believed in my talent, man. And he gave me, always gave me an opportunity to perform over there at Icons. So I am forever indebted for those two things because I was going to quit. I was stupid. I mean, fuck this shit, man. Give me a real job. <laughs> Tired of this, man. I, I, I always say people when they talk, I, I always let them talk and get their responses. But you mentioned something, so I got kind of say you got fired. I just gotta know why. Um. What? Well, well, Joker's Comedy Club. Well, at, it was Joker's Comedy Club at the Private Eye. They had started a comedy club there. I was actually doing shows there once a month before they started it, but they started an actual comedy club there, and um, it was it, it started out. It started out okay. First couple of weeks went good. And um, 
it just became a situation where it was contingent upon people showing up and people wasn't wasn't showing up. So um after a couple months they made me the host and I was in there trying to, you know, get everything right and you know, we was just trying to write the ship, do everything we could, but it just it just wasn't getting off the ground. And um yeah, so one uh, came in one day and I, I heard that, you know, somebody else is gonna be hosting which your business, your establishment is cool. You yeah, you pick whoever you want to host. By that time I was so I was so frustrated, man, by what was going on. We um you know, cause the the club wasn't taking off and it wasn't picking up or going nowhere. And it was like, it wasn't even my club. And I was just feeling the stress, man. It was like the weight of the world on your shoulders, man. Cause when you walk in, they like, man, where your followers at? I'm like, where your followers at? Nigga, this your club. The fuck? And you know, you wanna you wanna do something and do well. I wanted it so bad for the city. Um, and it just it just wasn't working out. So they decided to go in another direction. So I asked them, was they going in another direction? They was like, no, I, no, no. I was like, no, nah, I not really heard that, that you're moving on. <laughs> no, man, they ain't, man, we ain't, no. I was looking around like, and then the person that was taking over showed up all of a sudden. Like, hey, the hell? So I knew, I already knew, like, hey, it's all good. But should have bought him a bottle. That's one of the best things that ever happened to me because instead of barricading myself there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, now I can go move around, do stuff for me, right? get shows, get bookings, you know, get the kind of money I deserve, and uh, make some other moves like that. And um, they kept it running for, for a couple of years after that. But, uh, yeah, they made the change. I was like... What about, um, like, doing specials? Like, you ever did a special or you ever, just, like, want yeah. to do a special to put, like, did, a DVD uh, out or something like that? Man, I did, man. I did uh, one that came out really well. Uh, I did two of them. Uh, the first one, it, it was okay, but it wasn't the effect I wanted. The second one, I actually got somebody to come in and shoot it. I did it over at Toast of Augusta. The first one I did at Private Eye, um, that one came out. It came out all right. But the second one, I felt like we really put it on smash, man. I remember the Private Eye one, because like yeah. I said, I had Fire Nights a while back, and I remember having you on it, and you was telling us about it. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the second one was at Toast of Augusta. But yeah. where, I'm saying, like, where, where is this stuff at? You have to buy it? Uh, is it on YouTube? No, it's is actually, it? the one at Toast is actually on all streaming media platforms. Um, it's under, I got I forgot what it's under. It's under Cedric. Just send me a link on the thing. I want to put the yeah. link in a YouTube One man, though. One man show. One man show. Cedric's one man show. It's broken down everything. My man Chuck Corbin shot it for me. And uh, yeah, we got it on all social media platforms. But I got it on DVD too, man. When's the People next one? Like, like when you're next? Like, what, I'm, I'm planning that now. Okay. Yeah, I'm planning that now, man. Because I didn't even realize, man. Somebody asked me. My man asked me. He's like, hey, man, when are you going to be doing a show where you ain't hosting? I was like, uh, it's a good goddamn question. I, I'm, I always like to throw out ideas. I'm just an idea person. I don't, yeah, know, yeah, I don't yeah. know how this throw works, out. right? But y'all y'all in that field, so y'all know more than I would know about that. It would be nice because I, I think icons, me personally, I'm not trying to plug nothing because I don't make money with them, but you do and you're here. So I'm, you know, uh, I think that that's a dope spot to do specials or a dope spot to have any kind of show because oh, you yeah. have the stage and things of that nature. I think it's easy to pack out yeah. for the most part. Uh, I guess it's easy, but it's it's easier to pack out than a huge venue mm-hmm. where you can still hit a laugh, still get the effects of people having having fun, enjoying their time, but also get the guests or get the uh, speaker as well. Mm-hmm. 
I would say I should link like not even y'all. I should be a link up of a, just a few comedians. Just I do thirty minutes a piece, forty five minutes a piece. I know it sounds like a lot because when you say thirty forty five minutes, that's usually uh, headlining time. Yeah, yeah. Ten minutes is you know that's you know headlining time is thirty forty five minutes. A long time to just it's be a long time. Be we talking there. right now. That's a long time to be telling jokes. Oh yeah, people. It's a yeah. long time to keep people laughing. Yeah, it is. You it know? is. And you, you <laughs> have to be ready time. for that. That's why you. That's why you build up into that because you cut out. With your first three to five minutes, you master that, you move to five to seven. Once you get to five to seven, then you're ready to go to 10. Once you get to 10 to 12, it's easier for you to get to 15. So then once you get to 15, then you get around to 20, you're picking up Keep momentum. On and, on. and then like once you get to that 20, it's so easy to get from 20 to 25 to 30 before you know it, you have 40. But you got to go through those smaller increments first and you got to throw out the bullshit. You got. That's why you got to work on it, cause you got to get rid of the bullshit and the the stuff that don't work. And you made a good point just now with the time, because also you have to. I would I would assume when you when you're talking and you are practicing, you're timing people laughing as well. Mm-hmm. So you'll mm-hmm. be stopping. So yeah. you're not just going for forty five minutes telling a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you stopping. Yeah. You are. You might be doing something. Your mannerisms, you walking, you you drinking something, you know, you got props on stage, yeah. the timing of the joke, you know, how long yeah. you gonna wait, you know, transitions, all that stuff, all that stuff goes into it. But sounds like a lot, ain't a lot. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. But like I say, once you get to that point where you're comfortable with about 15 minutes of material, everything else takes off. Everything else takes off. But that's the, you got to build all that stuff up, man. It's part of the process. It's part of the training. But um, just to end it, what I was gonna say was that mm-hmm. was, I I would like for it be and it ain't gotta be all, it ain't gotta be independent people here. It could be whoever, mm-hmm. but just a a plethora of people. And I feel like get we got so many vid- videographers around here in the city. Oh, we do. Had them come through. Like, oh, I want y'all we to do. come through. We gonna get together. We wanna you know shoot this and do that. And it could whether it be you know each comedian got to do their own little thing with their own own videographer or whatever that's fine too that'd be dope too yeah the competition yeah. who who had the best uh you know uh best video best video version of yeah. the of the comedy you know um you guess my like Slim he'll be here in a second like Slim he do two angles one one on one in the crowd one on you yeah he edit together link it up you got a little you know you got a little right yeah <laughs> <laughs> we did it again I don't know the one you got a, you got a, you got a huge yeah. <laughs> you got a huge special yeah. that you can shop on. You can keep on yourself. Like I know we talk about this new era, but imagine that. Like, oh, I'm a I, you just won an award. You just won a comedian of the year award. Yeah, might see you out. You know, oh, I like you. Da da. You should better say, oh, you like me? I got this uh special in the trunk. It's ten dollars. What's up? You want to oh, yeah. cop it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. See, that's one of the things that got did away with too, man. People really don't do the DVD stuff hey, like this too, man. Put online, they cash at me. That's easy. That's oh yeah, easy right that now. is very easy. Cash at that me. That is very it easy. Cash yeah. at me. I'll bring it to you. Yeah, yeah. But everything is about subscribers now. You know what I'm saying? You put definitely. it on the social media platforms. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely thinking of some ways to get it out because there's a lot of more stuff. A lot of more. A lot of stuff I want to do. What high school you went to? Huh? What high school you went Hepsiba, to? Hepsiba, baby. Right. Rebels. Yeah, a lot of more stuff sound like Hepsiba. It's all good. Keep going. Oh, hey, man. Yo, what y'all went to Butler? You went to Butler? Yeah, I went to a few high schools, yeah. You went to a few? Oh, you was on tour? I went on tour. Oh, okay. Ain't that wrong with that, I went man? three high schools, yeah. I went on tour. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah, if you went on tour back then, you was either because of sports or you was in trouble. I was, uh, I don't know. Okay. I'll play the fifth. I'll play the fifth. There you go. I got it. Yes, that's right. You never interviewed an interviewer. That is how it goes, man. 
But I definitely, I definitely play sports. I definitely got in trouble. So you oh yeah, yeah. You definitely, you want with that? Definitely got in trouble with sports. Nah, that's dope though, man. It's all good, man. And also another thing I want to say too, man. I got a, uh, we got another show we do every first Friday over at um, in Warrenville, South Carolina, at the Pink Building. I would do that every first Friday, um, and we use a lot of local comedians for that too. So uh, we've had uh, e- EJ Rogers was on one already. We had him uh, at one. A couple guys from Columbia, some other guys from Augusta, man. And uh, yeah, man, we just trying to mix it up. If you mind, talk about that real quick a little bit before we get out of here. I know the time is short, but. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's some of the young new talent? Like what, what do you like about it? Like what what's what's some new talent you like? Um, what are some people you feel like got potential to actually take it even further than some of the yeah. places you took it and things like yeah, that? Yeah, it's um I think uh age wise, uh I think EJ Rogers is on the right track, man. He's got a tremendous internet following. He's very versatile, uh, very marketable. Um, uh cool, cool young guy, man. Just um uh, it's just uh, as long as you you know stay focused and and keep pressing, um, I think he'll be okay, man. Cause the the, the video stuff he does is amazing. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, he's 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 really funny, man. It just uh, you know, getting the whole total package together. He's still working on some things. Uh, I, I talk to him all the time. I try to try to encourage him as much as I can. Um, but uh, he I told definitely. Him, I told him. Let me know. I don't know if you watched. You watched it. You, we talked afterwards. But mm-hmm. I told. I said you could be. I didn't know you threw so many icons every month, right? Mm-hmm. So now that I know that, I even feel like it's even more of, yo, you should be jumping on every month because you ain't even got to throw. He said, it costs money. All right, cool. That don't, you can just jump on yours every month and go and kill a show and come out. I'm just telling him, like, you have to, you have that stage, then you have to get that down pat. You never know who's going to be in a crowd. Mm-hmm. And then all the videographers are going to message you because you got a following. Yeah. Had them keep the video and they just post it on their page or something like that, you know. Now you got a high quality content of some some material. Yeah. Go kill it. That's They'll it. do it for you. But yeah. I, I want him to use his resources more. I think mm-hmm. we get we get caught up in having to do it on ourselves or all, all alone, thinking that that's the way. Mm-hmm. And most people that's successful, they could tell you they did it alone. It sounds good in the story. Yeah, they never. But they definitely have some help somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to have. You you got to have some kind of help or support system, um, things of that nature. Uh, so I see he got management now, so I hope they're they're assisting him too. I seen he just posted that today. But I wish nothing but the best for him, man. He's a he's a very phenomenal talent, man. It's just you know you just got to bring everything together. Um, there's a guy by the name of Ignat S. Debo. Debo is really funny. He's a brother just got out of the military. He's a uh, you know he's not old, but he's like an old school cat. He's gotcha. in, in his forties. He's super funny. You know, normally when people in the military, they got a lot of experiences and different yeah, things they yeah. can talk about, man. Um, who else? Uh, my man. Um, uh, EJ Mack is another one. EJ Mack is, is really funny. EJ will he will perform anywhere, anytime. He don't care. He uh he does a lot of hosting at uh hosting events at the Soul Bar. He's uh, hosted at Joe's before. He uh he's got something he hosted at uh, 1028. He just started a new open mic over there. So okay. he's uh he's always looking for new opportunities getting on stage. He's only been doing comedy less than two years, but he's making a lot of progress. Um so these are some some of the people that I think in the area that's really like making some noise, man. And it's a couple other people that would, you know, if they were just more consistent, like you don't know what people's life, yeah, you know, what they got going on. You give know what I'm a, saying? Give me a point. If I'm trying to get somebody in, in, into comedy, I know they want to be in the comedy. Mm-hmm. I know they're funny. Mm-hmm. They know they're funny. Mm-hmm. They are maybe shy of not necessarily bombing or, or not being funny, just mm-hmm. shy, just mm-hmm. just shy. Yeah. Like what is, what, what, 
you are OG. Like, what can I tell them? Like, where, where can I send them? Like, what can I do with them to get them on that right, or not even get them on the right track, but just get them in the right room, in the right stage, just to yeah. get the feel of it. Yeah, I think only consistent uh, open mics that we have in the city, Joe's probably has the most popular one. It's like at uh, Thursday night at 9.30. They also have another uh, open mic on Wednesdays at a place called Fox's Lair. Fox's Lair is a really cool spot. Um, it's uh, downtown, I think it's Ellis Street, or one of those streets down Where's there. Where's Joe's at? Joe's is on Broad Street. That's okay. the one you go downstairs. I ain't never been there. You never been there? Okay, I, I forgot. I, ain't gonna, I don't go to if I'm getting paid. I ain't gonna lie. I got, I, I got, I got two kids. Brother, you sound yeah. like brother. You sound like me. And I got, I got a nice job, so I don't have to do anything I'm doing. But okay, you know, I you try. Know I like to do this, and if I can get paid doing it's fine. Man, yeah. You know, if it's a place I'm gonna I go with somebody, I can get shot. I need to get. Oh no, I, I don't go to those places. Those places, nah. The places where they definitely increase you know, the gunfire. So. You know, I was worried last night because I was in a, I was in a Jay Paul's spot. Some young hoe. I just don't want it to end all as some young hoe. You yeah, know what I mean? Know, I, yeah, that ain't gonna look good, man. Yeah, forty-six-year-old comedian was killed last night as some young hoe. That don't. That yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. It don't. It don't. Nah, that don't. That don't have no you. ring to it, it, man. Nah, but I mean, you know, you about like me, man. I don't hang out unless I'm I'm making money, man. Those hanging out days, those those are over. I'm focused on trying to achieve goals, man, and um, set standards, man. Look, man. Uh, I do want to say this. Like I said, uh, I'm happy that. We didn't uh, link up Friday because you won the award yesterday. Yeah. And I, I had a feeling you were going, well, I just had a feeling, just something told me, but I do feel like it's deserving. I feel like uh, you, you you definitely the most consistent I've seen since I've been to media. Mm-hmm. Um, you always, you always somewhere. I don't care. You always somewhere and you're always telling jokes. Always, man. You know always. what I'm saying? It, it don't get no more comedian than that. It don't, man. That's the only thing I ain't messed up yet in my life is this right here, telling these jokes. So I'm going to keep slanging them, man. And, and, and uh, I just wonder, like, what's next for you? What, what you got, like, next, whether it's coming up, whether it's in the works? Um, I'm just a fan of yours. I know Slim is. I don't know if he's here or not. He should be here in a second. But okay. we just fans of yours, man. We always man, talk about you. You're just man. funny, man. Naturally, just funny. Funny in real life. Funny scripted. Funny in sitcoms. Funny on stage. Funny in skits. Yeah. You, you're funny all around. So yeah. That's, that's I don't think. I don't think there's no blueprint for you that you just can't follow. You're just funny. So. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, I got my show here. I do icons once a month. I do a show in Pooler, Georgia, outside of Savannah once a month. We just started the one first Friday over in uh, Warrenville, which is like right next to North Augusta. And um, this year, man, I, I want to get back in. I haven't done any acting stuff in a minute, man. I want to get back into some more acting stuff. Yeah, and, I seen you acting on VPN. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you do a good job. You do a yeah. good job acting, too. And shout out to Carlton, man, because Carlton, man, he, he's the first person to cast me in something where I ain't like being funny. You know, yeah, Carlson yeah, had me. Serious. Yeah, yeah. I was on, y'all need to check out Brotherhood, Jesus. man. Brotherhood. Yeah. Tell you, he had me on some gangster shit, but I felt like it was like I got my ghost on, man. I felt like <laughs> Ghost and Tommy. I was doing some really corrupt stuff. It was great. I loved it. Every minute of it. It's wonderful. But uh yeah, he's doing big things too. And uh I just want to get into more uh more of the acting. And uh eventually I want to make an R and B album. You know, that's yeah, just, you said you sung, and I kind of you know glanced over that because you didn't win Singer of the Year, so I was like, no point talking about that, right? Yeah, that's but, cool, man. But, but, take it. but you sing for real. Yeah, yeah, like for real, for real, yeah. Yeah, I used to go in, man. That used to be my thing. I, I, I really Would you I like started... on the corner singing, like trying to woo girls? Like, nah, it wasn't on the corner. Like I, I, was, man, I like... was trying to woo them now. I got them on the, I, I, I tried to woo them on the cordless phone back in the day. I definitely yeah. did that. Yeah, what you was definitely. What, what you huh? sing? What, oh, you know, we was, man, we was on that Boys <laughs> to Men, Jodeci back then, Shy. We was on all that stuff, man. Oh, Drew Hill God. came out. I was jumping up too. Tell me. <laughs> I was doing all that stuff, man. That's how we did it back. Because back then, you could sing to. You know, that was a way to, you know what I'm saying? Dudes used to sing back yeah, then. Yeah. 
Now, people don't do, don't sing no more. Everybody on auto-tunes. Everybody doing these old offbeat notes and stuff, and we just taking it. That's bad. When Drake, one of the best singers in the game, and he a rapper. Yeah, he really only singing like that. It just sounds good. I'm like, yeah, I leave. Just man. very melodic. It's terrible, man. We got to bring the old niggas back. Where Tank Tyrese them at, man? We got to look for them, man. They, doing, they, 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 they adapted. They doing um, challenges, man, on IG and TikTok. That's oh, what they be doing man. all the time. They don't make songs anymore. They just that's they just sing songs they sung in the back in the day. And that's it's a new it, challenge man. now. Oh man, that's Please it. Please don't man. go challenge. That's it. Oh, okay. It's Tevin Campbell, the Tevin Campbell challenge. Y'all have brought Tevin Campbell back. Tevin Campbell popped back up and went on tour with somebody, man. Well, you know, it's cool to be uh, gay now. So you know, man, yeah, it's cool. You're right, man. You're right. You can make that announcement now, and it's no and problem. Also, I'm going on tour. That's it. I'm but going hey, on tour. I'm gay. I'm gay. As hell. We already <laughs> knew that, man. I know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like when Ricky Ricky Martin came out, we was like, come on, Ricky. We already knew you was gay. I man. said again. Stop it, man. That's I said, I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> going. <laughs> But yeah, we can't say anything. We don't want this show to get canceled. We nah, love. shout out to everybody that's gay, man. Yeah, and that's straight, you know. L B G T Q X Y B C F L. All right now. Uh, they had another letter to it, man. I'm like, God, come on, man. We just stop it, man. Oh nah, boy, it's it's a trip, man. But uh, this is a, and that's the last question. Now I don't know if, how you like. Um, I've always known you. You haven't had on most times, whatever. But I've seen you without a hat, whatever. Yeah. When did you decide to go bald? I want to ask that uh, question. Okay. I never had a person only that I could just really ask that question. Okay. See, I, it, what happened was I, I had this nice afro at one point, right? And it was beautiful and I loved it. I think God took it away from me because I loved it so much. I mean, I would go to the barbershop, get it trimmed up like every week, every two weeks. I had like this fat back Philly fade. It was beautiful. And then like I got Indian in my family, so I got good hair. So it was really nice. It was really, oh, it was great. So I noticed one day when I was picking it out with the afro pick that, you know, all this was full, but the middle started billowing out a little bit. Like, it wasn't as high. And, like, you could see it if you was behind me, if you was, like, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> but, you know, it, it started to thin out right there. I said, oh, damn. So I said, you know, I'm about to get this afro thing up. So I went back to the low cut. And then, like, the front tape line started moving back, too. So at that point, we had a decision to make. What you know age what was saying? this? Huh? <laughs> so we had yeah, yeah. It was probably about 30, uh, 35, 36. Yeah, okay. 30, yeah, about 36. So the, the tape line in front was moving back, and the ball spot in the middle was getting stronger, and it was moving forward. And I, I didn't want that Dr. Phil, that Uncle Phil, or George Jefferson look, man. So I said, I'm just going to take the razor to it, man. Took it all off. What was that for that, like, walking the streets? Um, it took a little getting used to it first, cause like I, I, I like really loved my hair. It, it was a traumatic experience. I should have got counseling, but I didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, damn. You know, then I got, I, you know, I got used to it over time, man. But it, it, it hurt me, man, cause you know, it, it hurt me now. Sometimes I look up and I see all these people walking around. We're like, my best friend, man. He got like this old nappy ass hair. He got a full tape line. Old bastard. He older than me. Mm. He got a full tape line. He got his shit all twisted they, up they like the kids Beijing now. Back in the time when you made this decision, or no, no, not the way they got it now. Now Beijing, oh Beijing, you come in the ball headed now. They'll put a whole tape line on. You have a whole goddamn haircut with parts in it <laughs> now. But <laughs> yeah. and I just, I, you know, I just, I didn't want to get into that, man. Because then now I got to fuck up all my pillowcases. Yeah. When that stuff come out, I sweat at night. You know, we don't know how to, what kind of effect that's gonna have, man. Gotcha, and then gotcha, gotcha, I didn't gotcha. want to come up with no half a head of hair. You know, it then came off overnight. I, you know, I don't want to see people, man. I just went on here, went Jordan, man. And, uh, you know, 
I miss it sometimes. Hey, it's, I hate that you really brought that up, man. It's all good, man. I just want to, I just want to reminisce on good times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, man. Uh, it's that, okay, but look, man. man, it's worth it, man. You know, with all that stress that you, you know, lost to him and all that stuff, and and, and, and <laughs> you got the awards you you needed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got the jokes. You know you're funny. Oh, got man. the Ali Greatest shirt on. Yeah, Black History Month. Shout out to you. I sure, sure wish I had that hair though. That hair was real nice. Well, I'm gonna ask because I mean, mine's a little thing out, so I ain't gonna say hold you. Mine's thin out. I'm like, hey, I don't hey, know. Now we come. Hey, now what? Now it's funny though. The funny thing about it is seeing the brother just holding on. So you know what I do now? I try to grow my hair a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. you won't see it as much if it grow out. Yeah. But then I realize you like the, the round be, be be a lot, and then the back. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I have my tape line yet, so when I lose that, then I'll, I'll make a decision. Yeah, yeah. When you lose the tape line, you definitely got it. You know, just invest in hats. Yeah, you know? man. You can, you can, you can. It creep back a little bit. You be okay, but then you notice, like when he started cutting, he, you know, because remember he started by your eyebrows at first when yeah, he first. Man. Now when he starting out, like by your ears on top of your ears, then yeah, it's I think anytime they start taking too long in your tape line, you know they they doing yeah. work, they doing surgery now. Yeah, it's like, know, you gotta yeah. make a decision. So yeah, and then he he keep looking. He stopped talking. You know, that's how you know the barber is confused when he stopped talking to you. And they'll tell him, man, nigga, you seen the game, man. <laughs> Shit, man, that boy missed that three, man. I thought we was going to have him. I had $50 on that game, man. He been talking the whole time. But then when he stopped talking, yeah, man, that... He's uh, wigging the chair around some more. You hey, go you in back. the same position, right? <laughs> yeah, you in the same position. You like wiggling back some more. Yeah. They be trying to ask some questions. Hey, man, what you... Not right now, not right not now. now. Yeah, it's all good, man. Shout out to ballhead niggas that go to the barber shop still, man. Yeah, man shout out to y'all, man. Go to fellowship, man. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, boy. Hey, look, man, this was dope, man. I appreciate talking to you, man. No, I appreciate I wish you, you much brother. success this you year. You too, man. You too, brother. Um, I like everything I see you do, so I want you just to do it and do it more. Um, I'm going to try to talk to some videographers. I want to see some specials, so I want to see y'all. I think that'd be a dope thing, too. You know, like, yeah. Even if you have somebody come to one of the shows um, and... You you kind of link with a videographer where they if they win something I don't know some kind of thing and they get a special you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. if you do this you get a special that'll help as well too yeah. you know when they come there they get uh some uh material sent back to them that yeah. that have them more inclined to kill the stage and kill the show so, definitely I agree definitely, man. man I agree um, we definitely I mean I'm I'm open to all of that man it's just uh the hardest thing around here is finding people that's willing to put the time and the work in. Oh, and, you gotta uh, tell me. I already yeah, know. Yeah, so that's been the biggest thing, man. But you know, this train is gonna keep moving. <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna stop, man. So, yeah. all right, man. This was dope, man. Uh, another episode, of More Masters Podcast. We out. Thank you very much, guys.